Welcome to Bite Side. I'm Seamus Byrne. This is a show about tech and games and digital culture and all the things that Bite Side basically talks about all the time over at biteside.com. And normally, as I say, joining me as always, but we've got a whole new vibe going on here. So joining me uh, for the first time on this show, well, okay, look, I'm already screwing up this intro because Alice has actually been here before. Chris has not. So we have Chris Button and Alice Clark, two of the writing team from behind Biteside. Alice, Chris, how are you? I'll start with you, Alice, just because if I say everybody at once, everyone will talk <laughs> over each other and that doesn't work very well. What a great job I did for the first new episode. You're rocking it, Seamus. You're doing a really great job and we're all very impressed. And I am doing well and I actually live on this podcast now. You just don't know it. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Fair enough. That's it. I And look, I'm I'm looking forward to the bit where I get to leave and just make other people do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. I also should say from the very beginning that my upstairs neighbors have chosen today to install carpet without warning. So if you hear thudding, my house isn't falling down around me. It just sounds like it is. Oh, look, and see, on cue, they just did a couple of taps for us. That's just so nice there. of them. If you hear that, Examples. that's what it is. Yeah. Chris, how are you? Yeah, good, good. And uh, Alice Alice isn't the only one suffering for the sake of podcast art, uh, as uh, today's a nice 35-degree day. I'm uh, upstairs uh, uh, here in Adelaide, so I'm, I'm cooking away in my little podcast recording sauna. I think we have a, a quality um, differential in temperatures here at the moment because uh, where I am right now, it is uh, 18 degrees. So oh. that lovely See, Highlands... Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I am on my own. I'm in a t-shirt, but I am actually having that thing where my my fingers are slightly cold and I'm like, oh, I should put on a jacket. <laughs> oh, what a nice problem to have. <laughs> Rub it in, Seamus. Rub it in. <laughs> now, look, I think I basically screwed up the intro because it was my very clever way of getting everybody comfortable now that we're all in this show together. But the future of the show is the fact that we do have a whole writing team around bite side now um as i sort of said and we farewelled nick that um it's been awesome fun doing the show with him but that it was time to sort of make people hear from the other folks who do a lot of the writing on the site as well now um and i'm sure along the way we'll have sort of guests from other places and stuff but um new vibes and something that i know that we've been discussing lately internally um has been sort of a lot of what I guess what we spent our summer doing, and one of those things that all summers we kind of vaguely try to be about is getting fit. I know, like that's my that's my annual uh, New Year's resolution is sort my crap out and um, and get by get back on top of fitness. And I can say get back on top of it because a few years ago I actually like ran a marathon and therefore I got myself back in shape. And I know what it's like. And then I managed to promptly lose all of that great shape. And now I really feel bad because I know I know when I do the right thing, I can do better. And so we have all at various stages of the past couple of months been playing with Fitness Plus, Apple's shiny new system for doing your kind of fitness routines. Um, they've obviously had the Apple Watch set up for all things fitness for a long time. But this is the start of their subscription service where you can watch videos, you can do all that kind of cool stuff. So all the different stages of what's been going on with it. Um, 
Alice, I think you've had this for the longest of any of us. So I might start with you in terms of your vibes before we go to Chris, who has had it for the shortest amount of time. (laughs) Alice, how have you been finding it? Look, I love it. So, uh, like, that's easy. We're done. Yeah, that's 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 the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, a lot of people during lockdown, my main coping mechanism was M&Ms. And so I have lost quite a lot of my fitness because I went from going to the gym four times a week to doing a little bit of Les Mills once a week with my mum on Zoom, which is a different vibe. (laughs) But because of that, I've now gotten to experience kind of the two major fitness streaming platforms being Les Mills On Demand and Fitness Plus. And while Les Mills On Demand, uh, it's a great service, they primarily provide their classes to gyms. So you're always six months behind in the service online and they only release one video every three to six months for each kind of workout, but it's all very slick. One video. One video per workout type. Okay. So you get, like, we did the one Shabam dance video every Monday for six months. Oh, wow. I can still do those dance moves. Not very well, <laughs> but I can remember them. And any time that song that comes up that was in the outdoor New Zealand workout for body combat, I can remember that entire routine and start doing it unconsciously. So if I ever accidentally punch you in the face, that's why. <laughs> but like, do they have a back catalogue of videos at the same time though? Like, Yeah, there's about 12. Oh, that's not many. Yeah, yeah. I think one of them has like I'm thinking maybe something. it's been around for so long that, you know, there's like 30 videos in the back catalogue, but, you know. Not so 12, much. They get rid of not... the old ones, which is an odd choice. Why? So I don't know why it sucks. And you need to have like a big bar to do some of them and you need a like a step. Whereas right. Fitness Plus, even higher production values somehow, they display your metrics on the screen. They're releasing 25 workouts at least a week, every single week, and they all stick around. And all you need is some dumbbells and a yoga mat or access to a treadmill, spin bike, and rowing machine. But those are optional. And it's incredible. I'm now doing two Fitness Plus workouts a day, mostly. Um Thank you for the mostly because I was going to say, oh, my God, I'm being a slacker. I need to up my game. (laughs) Some days (laughs) it's four. Some days it's one. (laughs) (laughs) We've gotten very into it. Uh, But they've made it fun. So, like, doing a LaShawn dance workout, which is one of my absolute favorites, it's not very demanding. If you're not a good dancer, I'm not a good dancer. You don't like, she's just like, live your best life, have fun. It's all about just moving. And that she makes it, she makes you feel free to make mistakes and try things and have a good time and accidentally burn a thousand calories. Yeah, like, nice. and that's really good. And then Sam has this amazing running workout that I've been doing every two to three days where you basically run up a hill and then go sprinting and then keel over and die because I've lost all of my fitness. but the way the music is structured, because it uses a lot of Apple music and the playlists are done by Apple music specialists and the way she frames things like, Hey, today's legs are not yesterday's legs. Do what you can do today, but challenge yourself. And if that's not as much as yesterday, that's fine, but just do what you can do. She makes it feel so epic yet possible. 
and yeah. it's ideal. Love it. How are you finding it, Chris? Yeah, I've I've found it very very similar. I've really enjoyed the um, I, so. Yeah, for background, you know, there's a whole team of trainers that rotate in doing all these these workouts, and I I haven't experienced all of them uh, yet in in the workouts that I've done in the nearly a full week of uh, using uh, Fitness Plus and um, uh, Apple Apple Watch. It's actually my first time using Apple Watch as well, so it's been a real wow. This, there's there's a lot of things to to check out here, but yeah, I, I really do like how how positive and encouraging and uplifting all the trainers are but it's it's in it's in a really it feels in a really grounded and endearing way that doesn't border into sort of that cringeworthy faux positivity uh that's you know just a little bit too much yeah. like okay you're sort of creeping me out now but i i haven't found that the case uh so i've, I've really liked that and I think um, one of the things that I've found really approachable is, as Alice mentioned, is that you don't need a lot to get started with it beyond uh, beyond obviously the associated Apple products, which, let's face it, if you're considering Fitness Plus, then you're very, very likely already within the Apple ecosystem to an extent. But for some people, perhaps it's a selling point. Um, I think so far, it's certainly proving itself to be a, a very good and very well-produced program. And I think one the, the only thing that I feel like perhaps I am missing out on a little bit is that, you know, there are some of those periphery workouts that require, you know, the use of a, a treadmill or, a you know, a, a rowing machine or the exercise bike. Um and I think some, even some of the beginner core and strength workouts, uh, you know, they want you to use dumbbells and that sort of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting from a, a very low base. Uh, I don't have a lot of this stuff, so I, I don't have any dumbbells at the moment. But my first impressions are that, you know, I want to continue with this and stick it through. So at some stage, you know, I'll, I'll probably pick up some dumbbells along the way. So do, do bear in mind that depending on what you do and don't have in your household or wherever you're doing the Fitness Plus program, that there may be a little bit of an extra investment required to get the most out of it. You definitely do need some extra equipment for some of the strength things. But one of the things that I like about having it just be hand dumbbells is that if you just want to fill a milk carton with some water or some rocks, that's a perfectly valid way to get free dumbbells or nearly free. So there's, it's not like having to get the big heavy bar. You can just find relatively heavy stuff from around your house. Like at one point I needed to use something heavy to do some squats. So I just picked up my wife. Like you can (laughs) improvise whatever you have around the house. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. see. Uh, I, I don't think my cat will cooperate with me, but uh, you know, there's there's a you know roughly four to five kilo weight I can use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least for you know a couple of lifts before it then scrambles out of your uh, out <laughs> yes. of your grip. Get a get a few claw, claw marks. Yeah. yeah, agility yeah. training. Yes. Yeah, look, yeah, my kind of normal exercise routine is that I, like, I've always loved running, you know, and I'll often just kind of go and listen to podcasts and just sort of do runs. And what I've kind of found really helpful with this is, you know, there are some times when the weather is just ghastly and particularly where I live, it can be quite windy sometimes and that is the worst to run in. Like, I don't mind Mm. cold or heat, but if it's really windy, 
um, that's when you're like, this is just rubbish to try to run. So I kind of like that idea that this definitely adds that sort of enjoyable alternative. Um, I think, Alice, I love what you were saying about the, the playlist as well, right? Like there's so many different workout type things where probably quite frankly, they just can't afford the rights to, mm. you know, be playing cool music in the background. Apple this can... workout will feature high quality cover songs. They're never yes. high quality. And they're never <laughs> so- covers of songs you want to hear. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's and, from and royalty it's... free Kevin McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that thing where you're like, it might, um, you know, it might be the kind of thing where they go, oh, well, you can play your own music in the background. But again, there is something about having the trainer kind of, you know, like there were a few times when I wasn't sure early on if if they were definitely hearing the music. And then I think it was, um, oh, what's his name? The English guy. Oh. Jamie um, Ray or? Yeah. The, yeah. Which is, I'm sorry to Jamie Ray, but it's objectively a dumb name, but it is Jamie Ray. <laughs> Yeah, but like the way that he would like start singing along to something or and you're like, Mm. oh, okay, cool. It's like suddenly you feel like you are in the same room as the trainer because they're enjoying the moment and there is so much to be said for, I guess, that casting effort that they've probably gone to to find really fun, personable trainers who can kind of sell that feeling that you are there with them even though they're making a video and they're staring down the barrel of a, of a camera of some kind. Um, I think they're all doing a great, like Bakari, I love doing his workouts. And there's kind of that just general feeling that they all kind of have a slightly different vibe that they bring to the table and the way in which they structure their routines can even sort of feel a bit unique to each of them. So it does feel like I've kind of made the effort to go to some class somewhere, you know, mm. and that's what I think I'm really enjoying about it. And Overall, I've been kind of using it in a way of saying, okay, I've had an Apple Watch for a long time. You know, I'll try in the various different parts of my day to fit in, closing my rings and all that. And I'm like, okay, if I haven't had found the time, then like if it gets to early evening and I still have to kind of get 20 minutes on my exercise ring, then I'm like, all right, well, time to dial up a HIIT workout and get my butt kicked by one one of the uh, Fitness Plus trainers. Um and that has kind of both been its own motivation to go, okay, I'm really not in the mood for one of their training sessions today, so I'll go for a walk and listen to a podcast or I'll do something else to get the job done because I don't want to have to go through it today versus some mornings when I'm like, you know what, yeah, I'm going to get up early and I'm just going to actually do one of their routines. And even the cool downs I found really fun. Um, I love, I think it's Bettina, that in her cool downs she'll talk, you know, she makes up weird little like, stories of saying you know as you reach down your arm she's like reach down like you're trying to retrieve that that chocolate that you dropped between the couch cushions and there's just like <laughs> dumb fun things that i think really does make a difference because it's like yeah i don't want to have to take my workout too seriously and they help me to just relax about it mm. uh, the, uh you mentioning casting is it's one of my favorite things because they've all got really interesting stories behind them so Jamie Ray was a dancer on the West End in London and then became a professional mixed martial artist, right. which is not your traditional career path. Uh, LaShawn has been a dance instructor for a long time, but also worked with an AIDS organization in New York. Uh, Bettina used to be a rock and roll bass player who toured with a band. 
Like they've got That's awesome. They've gone around the world and found look a CW teen drama diversity worth of people who have <laughs> yes. interesting stories. Like they've even got oh, I've heard names escape Molly. They've got Molly mm. who used to oh, yeah. work at the Jane Fonda workout studio. Right. Which is like cool. back in the eighties. Yeah. And she kind yeah, yeah. of looks like my mom. And it's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I, there's one of the guys who does the core workouts who, you know, is an amputee. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those sort of great things where it like, I also love the way they use little kind of bits of sign language and stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it feels really welcoming the way it's like, it's not forced. It's just like, they're just saying, you know, hello and different things in just a way that's so expressive and lovely and yeah, I've been I've been really really enjoying it. It feels mm. really inclusive. There, when if you haven't seen the workout yet, when it's on the screen, there's three trainers. There's the main trainer in front. There's a trainer to the right who's doing the same thing as the main trainer in the front, but they might not be from that discipline. So quite often you'll see the rowing people struggling a bit in a treadmill, <laughs> yeah. and that brings me joy. But then the person to the left is always doing a stepped down option. So if say you've got an injury or you're just not feeling it that day or you're tired, you can follow that person on the left who will still give you a great workout, but it's a bit lower impact. The other thing that I really enjoy is that, so I I still go to my gym for classes and not as much during COVID. uh, And I really hate the trainers who are all, do this, I know it's hard. It's going to be harder. You must suffer. Yeah. (laughs) Like the boot camp style. I don't like that. That's I, I get that that's how some people enjoy being taken through fitness, but I prefer the you are going to do it. You are fighting your own personal battle and you are a beautiful princess and you will come out victorious. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. And that Look, that's mostly, there's a couple of the other options in Fitness Plus, but it's mostly you are a beautiful princess warrior. Yeah. And look, I think my one complaint so far would be that it is... Um, very heavy on the knees as much as kind of, and, and it's funny cause I've watched a lot of the, you know, the modified versions, um, you know, are things about low impact to a certain degree. So things like, you know, jumping up, the person won't leave the ground. They'll just sort of, you know, skip the jumping bit, but then, yeah, I find there's so many kind of squats or dips or different kinds of elements where I've noticed they don't do as much to modify for, what if you have garbage knees right now? <laughs> and not that my knees are garbage. My knees are okay, but th- they send me signals that they would like to be garbage if I let them. Um, and that's where I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll do my own slightly modified version sometimes if I think I'm not feeling it. Um, but apart from that, I think it's mostly been good. I'm de- Look, I'm on Apple One now. I'm So it's that nice thing for me where I don't even need to question whether I'm going to stick with it because – it's just part of my whole subscription. And in some ways it was like, well, it's, will I use this much? And I totally can see, particularly like I was saying, with the way in which I see myself using it, that, that you know, there's some days when I'll do other forms of exercise, but knowing that's always there, if something else happens in that day or if the weather is garbage or whatever it is that I can go back to Fitness Plus every day that I need it to finish off kind of embracing the whole rings thing. Cause I'd never really fully embraced kind of the whole ring system, but now I feel like, yep, I can do it because there's always an option for me to fit in a 20 minute workout somewhere. Mm. um, Thanks to having this up my sleeve now. So what about two of you? Do you think you stick them with it? 
Oh, absolutely. But I do want to go back to one quick thing, which is that it is not perfect. And there are some features that I want added. So like, I would like there to be a two player mode because you should be able to display the metrics of two people on the screen. It's ridiculous that you can't on Apple TV. I'd also like to be able to resume a workout. If say I've had to stop halfway through because there's someone at the door and that's taken half an hour. I want to resume from where I left off or I want to be able to fast forward. I can't lunge. My big toes are permanently dislocated. They don't bend in that direction anymore. I want to be able to skip lunges. But you can't. And it's just... They love a good lunge. They love a lunge. (laughs) Which then means I do double squats. There is only so much glute a person needs. (laughs) So... Yeah, I wish I wish they had those things, but those are little things that they can add over time. But yeah, I'm totally sticking with it until I forget it exists, which will happen yeah. inevitably at some point. <laughs> yeah, we and that's it. I think we will do a check back in like a month or so, and we'll kind of see if who's still using it and who's not, because that's always good to do. I think Chris, how about you? What are you in. thinking? Yeah, 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 three months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris. well, well, Alice and I have become watch friends, so there's really no excuse for me to skimp out on Fitness Plus. So uh, I'd better you know, be watch friends as well, actually. Yeah, be our yeah, watch uh, friend, Seamus. Al- yeah. <laughs> Alice will keep me accountable, uh, but I, I, I do see myself sticking with Fitness Plus. Um, I think that big thing which we've touched on about how regularly they're updating it with new workouts, with new variety and keeping old workouts uh, on there because that that really sh- um, shocked me with uh, Les Mills, you know, removing old workouts and, you know, essentially shrinking the library, you know, so sort of remaining status quo with the amount of total things you've got to choose from. Um, one thing I am really keen to, to check out, and I'm wondering if this will be an ongoing thing or whether it will just be a, a every now and then thing to sort of shake things up, is the, I'm trying to remember the name of it, uh, Time for a Walk. Time uh, to Walk. Time to Walk, yes, yeah, where um, I haven't tried it yet, but the the um, the concept of it sounds really interesting that uh you know, you queue up your your Fitness Plus, uh, you know, ready to go for a walk outside, pop your headphones in and there'll be a celebrity. Uh, I think there's uh, there's an NBA player who's part of it. I think Jermaine Dolly Green. I, yeah, I think Dolly Parton's uh, in it as mm. well. So essentially there's, yeah, there's, there's essentially a range of, you know, really famous and successful people who um, from what, uh, what Alice described to me the other day is that, these people are essentially having a conversation with you uh, and it's all recorded to make it sound like they're walking beside you and describing their uh, sort of philosophies and even the surroundings around them for this really interesting and immersive, you know, walking experience, which I think is a really novel idea. Um, One thing I am curious, and Alice, you'd be able to answer this question, is that is it possible to do the time to walk if you don't have AirPods? Is it something that you're able to plug into your phone as well as AirPods with your watch or is it sort of a, a watch AirPod restricted thing? So it can be any Bluetooth headphones that you connect to your watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's fantastic. They take you through all these different stories. There is, there's pictures that come up on your watch to show you things from your walk. Uh, from their walk, sorry, and they'll play songs and tell you why they matter, and it's just it's really great. Yeah, I've done so. You, Dolly made me tear up because she's just lovely, and it was just great to go for a walk with her. Um, and I did the Dramon Green walk as well, and it's funny. It was like you could kind of 
tell, I think Dolly was basically, you know, sitting there recording some stories and there's some background sounds of birds and nice kind of things. So I'm assuming she was sitting somewhere outdoors. Um, Dramond Green, you could kind of tell he was actually walking. You Just the, the way someone breathes while they talk and walk. Um, mm. And he was saying how he was in Malibu and you could kind of hear like the ocean off in sort of the, you know, the distance. Um, I'm not sure how they mixed it, but it's like, yeah, there were slightly different styles to them both, um, but I think completely different kind of storytelling as well. But you're right that it's also, yeah, it's another feature of this same thing with an entirely different version of the fitness kind of concept, right? Just get out and have a walk and listen to, you know, in a really kind of personal sense, it's like you're hearing a story being told just for you because of the way it's just kind of there with you as you go for a walk. And it, it did feel different to, you know, presenting it just as a, a podcast or something. So Yeah. Yeah, um, it feels yeah, like I you're walking with a friend and, like, they're sharing personal stories. Yeah, yeah. And you're right about the, you know, the song choices and things as well. Like, so it felt like the first half of each one is pretty much them just telling some stories and then in the back half they kind of present a few songs and what those songs mean to them uh, in that kind of a style. Yeah. Look, we'd better move on because we're totally going to run out of time. Um, But, look, I think, yeah, vibes in general seems pretty good. Um, Of course, there's, like, free trials on this stuff. If you have an Apple Watch, that's the trick. Um, If you have it, you can free trial it. It's easy. It's well worth checking it out. Um, But let's go to the something where you get to just sit around a lot and play games instead of get fit. Um, we have, at least I know Alice and I have checked out the new expansion for Magic the Gathering, which is called Kaldheim and very Norse, uh, Scandinavian, uh, crazy, like, you know, uh, God vibes out of sort of that, uh, mythological space. Um, they had a launch event last week. The set is officially available uh, to buy sort of physical versions or digital versions um, of all that sort of stuff at the moment. Um, I hadn't played properly for quite a while, but I definitely, I think this is the most I've gotten into arena actually out of any of the sets that I've sort of played with before now. Um, I just kind of, I think, I don't know what reason. I just kind of did get hooked in and, just kept doing my dailies uh, most days since uh, we kind of launched and have now started getting past my mental roadblock to, but how should I build my decks and use up all my kind of spare digital cards that I can create? Um, And I'm starting to really enjoy it in no small part because the art is really cool Mm. for this set. Um, But Alice, I'd love your thoughts on what you think of it so far. So far, of what what do you think of this set? <laughs> I'm really enjoying the set so far. I have to admit, I'm usually pretty dubious about Viking stuff these days, given how tied in it seems to be with white supremacy. So I'm always yeah. a little bit is that is that going to be good? But it's the mechanics in it are great. I'm loving Fortel. Uh, I use that yeah. a bit in some games I played last night. Um, I it's bringing me back to Magic. I have to admit that for the last couple of years. I haven't really played Magic outside packs yeah. Uh, just because I've been busy and then obviously COVID, I haven't been able to visit anyone to play. And so I actually started selling off part of my collection at the end of last year. And now I am very, very bought into Arena and <laughs> I'm playing most days and I'm loving and enjoying it again. 
Yeah. It's I nice. think I think my kind of vibe with this um well like I actually didn't get any of the physical cards with this set. Um turned out yeah when so when I was asked uh yeah why my shipment hadn't arrived then someone realized they hadn't sent one. So, <laughs> so that was fun. Um but yeah, I'm it actually emphasized then just using arena rather than kind of sitting here staring at the pretty cards. Um, and that kind of, yeah, forced me to sort of use it a lot more than I have in the past. And, mm. you know, for people who haven't, there's a whole kind of crafting, you know, cause I'm a big hearthstone nerd. There's a whole crafting system in that. This has a different kind of crafting system where you, you know, the more packs you open, you kind of earn, wild cards essentially that are the various you know levels or tiers of of uncommon or rare or mythic rares all that jazz so you can then sort of say yeah i need one of those cards or i need three of those cards um and the more packs you open the more of those spares that you're going to get to be able to sort of craft other things along the way as well um and that has kind of yeah meant it's been quite easy to sort of tweak things and add things in but because I hadn't played a long time, the main thing I've still just been doing is you get to unlock whole decks by just kind of playing each day. Mm. Um, you know, you tick some boxes and it'll throw you kind of another pre-made deck, um, which has been just a really nice way to, to you know, explore all the different kind of color combos and different things by having those things kind of pre-made and then, you know, I've played enough now that I'm like, oh, I want to tweak that one a little bit and throw a little bit more of, you know, I want to throw a few more cats into that deck or I want to throw, throw a few more angels into that one and and try to sort of lean into certain strategies um, around them. So, you know, that side of the balance has all been pretty fun for me so far. Um, Chris, I don't know if you've seen this or if you're into card games in general. What are your vibes around Magic? Yeah, I've I've never really got stuck into magic. Uh, growing up, I you know was more into collecting Pokemon cards and the likes of Yu-Gi-Oh and, and that sort of thing. And sort of magic has been sort of there on the periphery. And I did try to get into it once, but I really struggle with card games, especially physical card games, especially when there's so many digital variants. Like there's you know obviously Arena for for Magic, but then you know there's Hearthstone, there's uh, what's the Artifact, the Dota one, um, and then there's it doesn't even exist anymore basically oh really wow <laughs> it, it, it launched it launched so badly that they essentially went um we're gonna like call it a beta again and we're gonna apologize to everybody uh because it just it was not a thing it did not <laughs> oh goodness great. goodness yeah. goes to show how much i know but yeah that's um you know one of one of the things is that uh, and especially, you know, try not to accumulate physical stuff or too much physical stuff because, you know, I like, you know, looking at pretty cards and playing games, but then I, you know, get caught trying to think, okay, where am I going to store all of this? So <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love, love to... I'd, I'd love to, you know, give it a go, but I think because there are so many card games out there, so many digital variants, I get decision paralysis and play none of them. Which is a you know you know very very logical decision to come to obviously. <laughs> yeah, look, I have to admit the deck building aspect of Magic is my least favorite part. Mm. And obviously, on Arena, you have to build your own decks. Unlike in real life, when I just get my friends to do it for me. So that's because <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who love building decks. And look, if I can enable them in the thing that they love doing, how could I not? Yeah. Uh, but. Another thing that I think is really important to note about Kaldheim, which is the new Viking set, is that it introduces 
what Magic are calling their first non-binary planeswalker, who is Nico Eris, which is very exciting. And I still quite haven't heard how Nico Eris is the first non-binary uh, planeswalker when Ashiok existed in 2013, who was genderless. But that might be an important distinction that I don't quite have a handle on. Or just maybe yeah. it's like how one day we will all be Disney's first queer moment for 15 minutes. Yes. By the way, it's still really important and I would encourage more representation. And I love the art. I love Nico Aris's uh, personality. Yeah. That's cool. Like they really yeah. captured it. Whereas Ashiok was very, I am the creature of the night. I am the dark shadowy nightmare that will haunt your days. Uh, Nico Aris is like, yeah, let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah. And that's more my jam. Yeah. And look, I, yeah, I, I, I have so much of a thing that sort of comes into the style of any given set being sort of whether or not I get excited about it or not. And I think, yeah, that's definitely been sort of part of my Hearthstone vibe as well has been, you know, just um, the way in which I kind of mentally invest in something, you know, and and that the lore that is attached to these things, that was a huge part of why I got into Hearthstone in the first place was just going, it's World of Warcraft, but the card game, great. You know, let's do this thing. I love Warcraft. Um Whereas, yeah, with sort of magic, I ever since what it's now been about five years or so, when they kind of genuinely started sort of wrapping up kind of storylines through the different sort of sets over time, and you know, and kind of just making these fun little kind of lore stories along the way, um, that was a big moment for me coming back where I'd played magic, you know, originally in like from the revised era in the 90s. And then for about sort of four years uh, and then just faded off. But then once I started hearing sort of them making up all these cool stories, it was like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm back in. Yeah. I just want to know about the stories. <laughs> yeah, give me lore. And then that makes me get excited about your cards uh, all over again. Um, so I think that side of things has been kind of really fun to sort of watch them, you know, play with that stuff. And then, yeah, there's just so much kind of pretty stuff in the way that they're using the, um, you know, the sort of the design work um, of that kind of classical sort of, you know, Viking and Norse mythology vibes. Um, and like, yeah, like the colours and like the rainbow bridge type stuff and all those kinds of different elements within the art, I think are really cool. Um, and then alongside sort of just the art, you mentioned Fortel. I think I like the way that the gods can kind of be cast, a lot of them at least, either as, you know, as a, uh, a weapon that can be equipped, you know, or can be cast as the god themselves because it just kind of has that fun lore vibe to it of, you know, are they being represented on this earth by a weapon that will be wielded by a hero, you know, or are they going to come down themselves and and decide to, you know, take on the the, the bad people all at once. Hmm. It's very cool. Um but obviously as with all magic sets, we're not this is just the beginning. We haven't actually worked out all the cool stuff yet and we're not going to yeah. for like another 2 months. Just yeah, in time for the yeah, next one. That's it. That's the way it works. But you can, you know, again, it's one of those things where arena is free and it does give you heaps of stuff just by playing, you know, and I think that's a huge, mm. like that's definitely one of those elements that I think digital card games has been a real positive for is that it's easy to just check stuff out and kind of mess around. It, you know, if you are coming in from scratch, it will throw you some decks really quickly based around kind of the latest stuff. So I think all those kinds of elements to it means it's just 
easy to sample. Um, but I think, Chris, you're right as well that it's hard to make the leap sometimes to actually, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you can get that paralysis of kind of not even knowing where to start because there's a thousand cards available and what the hell do I even do with all that? All right, we've talked about magic. We've talked about Fitness Plus. I hope everybody's been inspired to go and try them at least because both of them are cool. Uh, let's start to wrap things up. We've got some wins and fails, everybody on the team. Alice, what is your win or f- and or fail for this week? My win is Batwoman. The show is actually good now, and I did not expect that. <laughs> um, I am... I've never watched the new Batwoman, I'm sorry. So what's, that was a what, is, choice. What, have, what have they revamped that makes it worth it now? So they've replaced the actor who plays Batwoman right. with an actual yeah. actor, which I think they possibly should have done from the beginning. Like I know mm-hmm. Americans find Ruby Rose very attractive, and I think that's very sweet of them, but she can't act. Yeah, and I so going back. I love Batwoman. I have loved Batwoman since she was reintroduced uh, in Countdown to Fifty Two or Fifty Two Weeks uh, back in was it two thousand seven. I have a tattoo of the question because I got of question mark because I got so into her relationship with Renee Montoya, who was the question at the time. Cool. Uh, very very into it. So when they announced a TV series featuring Batwoman, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then it just wasn't. It was a really bad season. And while I wish they had just said, well, from the multiverse, we found another Kate Kane. And so she'll just replace this other Kate Kane. But we now have a brand new Batwoman uh, named Ryan Wilder. And she's really cool. She's got a really cool story. I wish she had come with some characters of her own. So she wasn't just using Kate Kane's family, sidekicks, and nemesis. That feels a little convenient. But yeah, that's it. You know, it's a good point yeah. that if they, if you know, if they'd done a straight swap of going, let's just pretend everything's fine here and we're just swapping, then everything else fits together. But you know, in a law sense, you're right. It's like mm. if you're going to have a whole new Batwoman, then you need better excuses to fit that together. But at least if yeah. she's good, then that's but great. She's good. <laughs> Look, there are only two things that Kate Kane needs to be, and that's a lesbian and Jewish and uh kicked out of the military so three things right. uh none of that says she couldn't be black but creating a whole new black character is very very cool yeah. uh, i just hope that kate kane will get to have a chance to be in some other media because she hasn't properly yet but yeah i can't wait to see what ryan wilder does as batwoman and the stories that they're going to be able to tell with her it's gonna be cool so is ryan wilder like canonically a totally new batwoman not brand new anywhere. for the show yeah. never been in the comics yeah. before cool no that's, that's good nice. and it means it's got plenty of room to play within as well because there's no expectations on oh and then there'll be this story or this story so that's yeah that's cool yeah which again i was really looking forward to the crime bible and intergang making an appearance in with kate kane and just stuff other than alice and also alice being her twin sister which was not a thing but again she could barely play one character so why have a b2 but still <laughs> season two is good and let's hold on to that yeah awesome um chris what is your win or fail this week 
Yeah, a big win for me is that it's a very good time to be a Japanese role-playing game because there are two, one that's already out and one that's about to come out that are very, very good, uh, namely Atelier Riser 2, which is a sequel to a game that came out in 2018, 2019. Very chill JRPG that's all about uh, hanging out with your friends, uh, you know, building recipes and items using alchemy and all sorts of magical spells. Uh, and the, the other one that I've been enjoying is more of more of a action JRPG, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, which is a spin-off off of uh, Persona 5. And it, it plays very, very differently. Uh, I haven't played enough to make a full review yet, but early signs are very, very encouraging. And the soundtrack is as wonderfully eclectic as the the Source game, Persona 5. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of that and racking up uh, plenty of hours in a genre that is notorious for having plenty of hours of game content <laughs> <Yes>. in. <laughs> so how does a spin-off kind of title work like Strikers? You know, you've got Persona mm. 5. It's not a sequel or something. It's like some other add-on or additional spun-out thing? Like, what it, What exactly does that mean? Yeah, so it's an interesting one uh, because it, it is a spin-off more so gameplay-wise, but it does actually narratively sort of function as a sequel because it is set right. six months after the event of Persona 5. But then the weird thing is, is that as uh, the development team and publishing team, Atlas, have done with previous Persona games, they've sort of released, you know, like an ultimate version of the game. So with Persona 4, they released Persona 4 Golden, which was uh, sort of longer experience, sort of had like a true ending in some new characters. Uh, Persona 5 did the same thing with Persona 5 Royal last year. But the thing is... Because of the development overlap between the two and Persona 5 Strikers came out in Japan a while ago, but is only just you know coming to the West at the end of this month, um, Persona 5 Strikers doesn't reference Royal at all. It only references the base Persona 5 game. So uh, if, if, you've to- if you're totally lost and have got confused just listening to that, that is totally understandable because there's a <laughs> lot of Persona games to get your head around. But um, the, the big thing is that from a gameplay perspective, whereas Persona 5 is a turn-based JRPG, uh, Persona 5 Strikers is, is an action JRP, uh, JRPG in the vein of the uh, Muso uh, genre, uh, which is um, typified by the Dynasty Warriors series, which has had spin-offs like Hyrule Warriors as well, the, the Zelda games, where they are known for being like big mob battles where you're fighting yeah. against like waves and hordes of enemies in a hack-and-slash combat style and the, the satisfaction is just pulling off all these cool combos and just seeing all these enemies fly all over the screen as a result of your you know, massive power. Uh, it's, it's good fun and very stylish, and I'm looking forward to playing more. And some of these kinds of games are definitely games where you either love them or you don't, because I did not like Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> <It's so laughs> that is fair. <laughs> it, it, is, it is an acquired taste. It is. 
Yeah. And yeah, like my son loves Monster Hunter. Um, mm. yeah, just obviously tangential example, but he loves it. And I just sit there going and going, I've never understood just wanting to spend 40 minutes fighting one boss um, and slowly kind of chipping and chasing it across like the, you know, across the jungle to go to its next phase in a different place. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so not my kind of game. But I, I enjoy seeing someone who, you know, is a member of my family who loves it. <laughs> Just like, to clarify, okay. Seamus, how long does a dungeon crawl in World of Warcraft take? Um, <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, actually, as you know, a standard dungeon, you can t- typically be done in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's a very, a very. But there's lots of different bosses in there. I've, I've defeated <laughs> okay. five bosses. <laughs> but fine, I get it. We're all into <laughs> our own things. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm Enjoy, follow your bliss. JRPG, follow your bliss. <laughs> look, I think out of the three of us, I'm probably the only one into NBA and racing games. So I, yeah, I love the racing games. Oh, I good. Do. Yeah, arcade racing. I'm like, yeah, you know, bring back Project Gotham. Oh, so good. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 is coming to Steam and now we get to play it all over again on a slightly different platform. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, it's going to make all the difference. Look, my one thing for today, um, and it kind of feeds off the magic stuff and mentioning Hearthstone earlier, but just today Hearthstone announced they're doing like a major reset to the whole way that the baseline card system works. Um, so you like magic releases, you know, a core set each kind of, uh, every year, not every, or every two years. I can't remember. Is there, I think there's a core every year, isn't there? 2020, like mm. 21 is out now. Um, but I guess in the Hearthstone context, they're doing this in a way that means you will, you never need to buy the core set, but it will change every year. So it's kind of this interesting reset to say they're going to have, you know, a more dynamic base level of the game. Uh, as long as you have kind of played each class up to level 10, which is really easy to do, um, then you have unlocked essentially the whole core set. Um, it's based on sort of they used to have a basic set and then a classic set and you used to have to like buy packs of the classic cards or you could earn packs of the classic cards. So this idea kind of moves those old sets away. It brings in this new core idea and, as I said, like, when we get to, so this all comes in at the rotation, which is their you know, annual cycle of the standard system um, sort of changing where a few old expansions become part of, you know, the sort of wild extended group of old sets. And then the standard set is, you know, just the latest year, latest year and the previous year is the way that sort of works. But this idea is totally going to freshen up what kind of Hearthstone is for people because it means there'll be your 235 cards that everybody has access to, and then the latest few expansions. Um, but by pointing out that they're going to do it so that each year they will redes- you know, redefine what the core is, um, just gives them such a good way of manipulating what the baseline is, how it will interact with the current standard expansions. Um, yeah, I think it's just going to do a lot to refresh that core interest in the game and make it, again, a lot easier for someone to come in who's not really either played much before or hasn't played in a long time to have kind of genuinely up to speed and, you know, relevant cards out of that sort of core set. Because there's so many of those basic and classic cards that were the baseline that ultimately um, just weren't weren't really kind of playable and, you know, weren't competitive in that sort of sense of trying to build a good deck. So I think this is going to do a lot for that sort of setup. So that's really cool. And then alongside that, 
they're releasing a really kind of fun idea, which is a new classic format, which is all of the very, very original versions of the basic and classic cards as they existed in 2014 are going to be their own new format. So you can just say, I'm going to just try playing against other people with nothing but the original sets of cards Mm -hmm. that came out for the game um, and try to build sort of, you know, cool decks just based on the way those cards used to be, Um, which is almost like, you know, the whole WoW classic thing that they did. I mean, it's kind of weird that it is seven years now since Hearthstone first came out. Um, That It's long enough that they can do this kind of classic concept and people are like, oh, yeah, because the cards have been like, tweaked so many times over the years that they that there is quite a difference to the way that they would have been used um yeah back in day one but that should be yeah a lot of fun and just a really i think positive sign for the the health of hearthstone going forward that they've made a big call like this to yeah to tweak everything sounds very cool groovy and i love that obviously no one else here actually cares about hearthstone which is totally fine I do care, Shane, but I, I just don't play myself. <laughs> I care yeah. on an I, emotional level. I, I care for you. Mm. It's really nice <laughs> for yeah. you. It sounds like you're going to have a fun weekend. Uh, well, yeah. That. So I think we, we find out all the details about that at the whole BlizzCon online thing, which is next weekend, not this weekend. So I'm going to have a very fun weekend in two weekends' time when we actually find out all the details about all this sort of stuff. All right, we should really wrap this thing up. Um, Chris, where can people find you and your stuff? Apart from, of course, on Biteside.com, where should people follow you around other places? Yeah, Twitter's the, the best one for me. So you can find me at Bibbyboy. So that's B-I-B-B-Y-B-H-O-Y. And, yeah, most of my stuff's on Biteside uh, and the occasional freelance review over on GameSpot. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully there's more on the way. Awesome. And, look, while we've got you in the hot seat – where did Bibby Boy come from? <laughs> it's uh, it, there's a couple of parts, but the short part is um, so my my full name is Christopher, uh, and my younger brother, who's three years younger than me, but when we were growing up, uh, Christopher with you know multiple syllables, very difficult for a young young lad to say who's learning to talk. Uh, it came out as Bibifer. Uh, which then was eventually shortened to Bibby. So uh, my oh. my nickname for many years has been Bibby. So nice. uh, hence Bibby Boy. So there you go. Ah, that's beautiful that is cute stuff. Yeah, and now we know how to address you from now on in the chats on Slack. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Alice. Yeah. Where should people find your stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alice DKC. So A L I C E DKC. Uh, you can, of course, also read me on Biteside, uh, and I have a bunch of stuff appearing uh, in The Age and City Morning Herald. Awesome. Of course, you can email us, ask at biteside.com if you want to tell us how much you hate our new podcast format. Um, you know, But, of course, if you're going to review us on podcast apps, please, five stars only. Don't say anything bad about anybody other than me. Um, you can also follow us at Biteside on Twitter and I've literally have these things written in front of me and I still can't read them. Uh, the Bite Side on Instagram, of course, all our stuff's at biteside.com. All our podcasts are starting to kick back into gear over the next few weeks, plus some new things coming. So very exciting times around here. Uh, but yeah, 
Keep up with all of that at Biteside.com. And, of course, we will see you back here next week with all the other cool new things that you can learn about because we'll just keep playing with all the tech and the games and the other things. But until next time, we will catch you then. 